All right, and welcome into this week's edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm also the admin of those Jazz Nation pages you're following online. Let's see through Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find the links for all those things in one simple place at linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. And with me, as always, is the assistant to the host, Will Wonder. How's it going today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. You sound a little under the weather. How are you? You okay? I'm fine. I think okay. like most, uh, I think like 89% of the people right now, I'm a little sick, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, good. Uh, well, as long as you're all right, that's all I want. That's all I care about. Still alive. All right. Uh, so let's, uh, we're not even going to worry about any of the other NBA news because who cares? Because um, <laughs> right now we've got some important news to go on and that's all jazz focused. So let's talk about the jazz and Mav series. So the last time we spoke with you guys, I believe we had completed game one and game two. Yep. And that coming up were the games three and four in Utah. Um, you have the stats there in front of you. Why don't you tell us, let's go back a little bit to game three. Remind us what happened with game three and all that fun stuff from there, please. Sure. So game three, uh, Dallas wins 126-118. Brunson has another great game, 31 points. Uh, but he was very cold from three over four. Dinwiddie also added 20. Uh, Maxi Kleber off the bench, 17 points. He went four for five from three. On the Utah side of things, if you look at this box score, there's some there's some solid uh, contributions from from the players. So Donovan Mitchell, 32 points, did go one for eight from three, uh, and we'll touch on that later. Mike Conley, 21. Rudy, 15 points. Uh, only seven rebounds, though, so low on the rebounds there in 29 minutes. Uh, 24 points for Bogdanovich. This was the game, if many remember, uh, where... Uh, you know, uh, Quinn decided to go small at one point, brought in Pascal, played house 19 minutes, um, and Clarkson played a full 30. So that's just kind of a recap of that game. But uh, what what stuck out to you about that one? Uh, now I remember that game. Yeah, the, the Pascal minutes. I, I remember thinking, so we got to be down 20 to get Eric some minutes. That's how this, that's just basically how things are going to work. <laughs> You know, it was, I actually enjoyed it. I, I haven't been, you know, there's obviously a lot of people online, jazz Twitter and online saying, Pascal, where's the Pascal minutes? And, you know, I'm, I haven't been really one that's been hardcore on that, but I must say when he came in, he came in with like a ball of energy. He was just like, and I kept saying that. I'm like, why are we just, well, if you're down 20 or something, why not switch it up and say, hell, this obviously isn't working. So let's try something new. And when they did, it was working and it kind of, it seemed like it threw the Mavs off, which was nice. And then, they took him out, and I'm I'm pretty sure they brought Conley back in, if I'm remembering correctly. They brought somebody back in, obviously, and all of a sudden it just went back to hell. And uh, yeah, it, <laughs> you could do you could just tell at that point when the substitution was made that it was just like, oh, uh, cool. Well, there went that momentum. So yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting because when he when he came in, like you said, it was it was a lot of energy, and not just from him, but Donovan started the ball out as well. Um, they got it 90, uh, 99 to 93 at one point, uh, and then, you know, end up losing 126, 118. It was, they went cold at the very end of the game. <sighs> we all wanted, uh, non jazz fans and a, a number of jazz fans included wanted Quinn to try to go small. He did. It worked for the time that Pascal was in and then they kind of switched things back uh, to bring Rudy. And I know Rudy was in a little bit of foul trouble 
early. Uh, he finished the game with four fouls, but yeah, it uh, it worked. It worked until it didn't, I guess. And then they brought him out, and uh, it just the Jazz just kind of lost it from there. All right, well, let's just move on to the next game because that was a lot more fun. Um, and actually, <laughs> I have a fun story to tell about the next game. So the next game was in Salt Lake City again, a home game. This one was on Saturday. And the fun story I have to share about this is that I had reached out to the, you know, I'm not going to say I'm all cool and all that, but I do have some well, connections good. with Yeah, well, with let's not team, lie to right? the people. Okay. I have some connections. So I did reach out to some connections because it was actually going to be my stepdaughter's birthday and she's a big jazz fan. I'm, so she wanted to go to the game and I was trying to do, you know, I can buy tickets. That's you no know, problem. I can get tickets. I was trying to do something a little special, you know, extra, extra, uh, seeing if it's possible to meet a player and whatnot, which I knew was probably going to be really difficult because it's the playoffs. But, you know, sure. When it comes to kid things, you try, you know, you got to try at least. Right. So I did the I did the reach outs. And, you know, of course, I got the reply, you know, unfortunately, because of the playoffs, it's not really possible. They're kind of focused hard on the game. But we'd like to, hook, you know, first, the connection, the first reply I get is from the Donovan Mitchell camp saying we'd like to get you guys some tickets. I was like, that's awesome. Very nice. And then. So that was like, what day was that? It was like the two days before the, hmm. before the actual game. And then the day before the actual game, I get a message from Ryan Smith, you know, the guy that just owns the team. And he's like, Hey, I have two tickets for you. And I was like, and I'm thinking in my head, well, duh, you can't pass those up. Oh, by the way, he also says, I have two tickets for you in the suite that you, well, a little backstory. I've been lucky enough to have gotten tickets from Ryan before. And when you get tickets from Ryan, he's got this like, owner's suite that is just crazy awesome because okay i'm gonna this is sorry this is the it's long-winded but it, I, I feel like we got some exciting <laughs> stuff coming maybe go ahead so for anyone that's ever okay this is gonna make me sound sound so like oh high and mighty but i promise i'm not um no. for anyone that's ever been like the toyota club area so what that is for those that don't know is when you go into the arena there's an area where you can go downstairs and it's basically where, you know, it's where the people that pay a lot of money for tickets yeah. get to get eat some drinks, get some food. You know? Yeah, it's it used to be like in the olden days. It's kind of more was just for the sponsors would get to go eat, but now they've made it where like sponsors and those that have paid a lot for tickets kind of get the premium thing to go eat. So it's basically an area where you get to go eat and have drinks before the game. So they call there's different areas, but the one I get I went to was called the Toyota Club. Well, when you're walking into the Toyota Club. You would never even notice it, but there is like this secret door. Well, it's not like Ooh. a hidden door, but it's like a, it's like, like I said, you would, you would easily walk past it. And yeah, that's where you go into Ryan's entrance to his suite area. And in there, he's got like his own basketball court in there and stuff. And it's, it's a really cool setup, but anyways, he has his own basketball court in his, in the arena, like a yeah. side room. Oh, okay. It's, wow. So you walk right. into this little room and it's not like a full court. It's just a little kid and the hoot's probably like the size of like a kid's court like it's really low okay. like you could walk up to it and just dunk it right like us well i can i can dunk a 10 footer so that's the end okay, but it's, it's, it's a cool setup so anyways that's that's the whole backstory there okay so let's let's get back to where i was with my so i get the message from ryan saying hey i've got two tickets for the suite that you've been in before can you use them and i was like of course yeah so so now i've not only got tickets from ryan but we've also gotten tickets from donovan so Awesome, awesome, awesome. Fam so the whole family basically got to go to the game. It was awesome. And yeah. Oh, That's great. Also, also, before the game, we also got to, me and the, the, the daughter, the birthday girl, got to meet Ryan as well. Ooh. Ryan Smith. 
And uh, I can't tell you a whole lot because obviously I don't want to ruin. Oh, come on. But let's just say, let me just say this, folks. And, you know, you can record this and put this out there on your whatever, your feeds. The dude's very excited about the upcoming jerseys. Okay. He's he is very excited. And actually, I guess I can say one thing because it's kind of out there now. The purple is not going away. So I mean, I think we all know at this point, you know, it was black, white, and yellow were going to be the colors. But he he kept repeating it to me. He's like purple because he was wearing a purple shirt. And he's all he's all purple, and I was actually wearing uh, a a throwback jersey, and then you know the Mitchell Ness kind of throwback jacket. So I had like a purple you are, mountain. You were rich, uh-huh. mountain stuff on, and he's like he's like he pointed me. He's like purple, right? That's awesome. Oh yeah, and he's all he's all. Purple, it's not going away. And I was like, I was, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? What's going on here? Is this, is this code for something? And he's all, he's all, he's all, the jerseys next year. And I'm all, oh, you're keeping the, per- oh, he's all, yeah, everyone thinks, you know, it's going to be this and this. Well, and then I, I got to kind of catch myself here. He told me something, Ooh. but I'm not going to say yet because I, again, don't want to get myself in any trouble. But let me just say, you know, obviously we all know the purple staying. And I think there's going to be a jersey. And he didn't. He did not show me any pictures of what the jerseys are going to look like, right? Uh huh. I showed him a photo of the leaked jerseys, and I said, "So is this it?" And he goes, I, "God, I probably shouldn't say." He didn't say yes, and he did not say no. Okay, wow. so read read in okay. between the lines there. You want to, but he also <laughs> said, yes, gonna, "You know, the purple staying." And then think about, you know, what, what goes with the purple that many fans want, right? And, I don't and you know. May not, you may not understand <laughs> where I'm going with that, but for the jazz fans out there, when you think purple and you think jazz jerseys, you th- probably think of one main jersey. Okay. And I think, you know, again, he didn't show me, but when I, when I thought about it, I'm like, does that mean he's keeping or bringing back the mountains? Oh, Okay. Again, he didn't. He didn't tell me that. He didn't show me anything. All he said is the purple sticking around. But that's what this I is all just so. all just speculation from your meeting with Ryan. Okay, yeah. all right, so, great. But I'm not going to go into he. He did, you know, he did say confirm that basically, you know, the jerseys are coming. He actually the the surprising thing was too is that that Nike's really the one that comes up with the whole decision. It's really I think a mm-hmm. lot of fans probably think you know the owners and stuff like that have a lot to do with it. it what I got from him is that Nike's really just like, here's your jerseys. And he's just asking you interesting. I got to deal with it, you know? So, and huh. apparently they're pretty planned out for a couple of years too. And I asked if there's gonna be any retro jerseys. And he says, you know, they don't really even give us a heads up on that. It's almost when the season's there. It's just, Oh, by the way, you got to wear retros this year too. And here oh, they are. That's so, interesting. So, yeah, uh, I will say this after that story, it, this is going to go one of two ways. People are going to be like, that is amazing. That's a fun and cool story. Oh, people are going to be really pissed off at you because but they're I'm upset saying, about the jazz and well, that you're not leaking. Not you're not leaking. Things. Yeah. The information. Um, well, I mean, I think yeah. we can say here, though, Jazz Nation News will be an official sponsor on the jerseys next year. Let's go, baby. Uh, no. Um, maybe just manifest it. That's what I'm trying to do. Go ahead. We can continue. Maybe we'll be on like the practice jerseys. That's fine. Hey, I'm um, with it. But you know, let I mean, I, he seems really excited about the jersey. So I, hopefully, they're going to be a lot better than we all think they are. That's the vibe I was getting. Is yeah. that yeah, we're seeing these photos online. Just wait till you actually see them, and people are going to be hyped for him. So I will say cool this: to, it's really cool that he gave you that time and yeah. talked to you about that kind of stuff. Because I mean, 
uh, at the end of the day, he's a billionaire and he runs this team who's in the playoffs or owns a team uh, who are in the playoffs. And uh, to give you even just a few minutes, that's really neat. So shout out. to to I'm going to go a little sport. So when he sent the message, he's like, he's like, and get there a little early. I would like to, you know, meet up and say, hi. I was like, Whoa. Wow. So, so we get there early and we go to the box area and he actually, cause where he was, he was like a couple rows. He was on the floor talking with Wade and he turns around and looks, and he then I could tell that he was making a line to come up to, toward us. Mm-hmm. And my head, my selfish self is in my head was like, oh, please bring Dwayne with you. Please bring Dwayne with you. Wow. You know, Brian's not cool enough, to huh? No, he is. It would just have been cool to meet D Wade. <laughs> but, anyways, so he takes us into this, and he also took us into this more. So, you know, I said you had to go downstairs to get to that area. Well, yeah. there's an even more downstairs. Ooh. And that's where. Oh, so I don't know the guy's name, but you know that like old white guy that's got to be super rich. It's like at every NBA game court side. He was even at the last game and he's always wearing like a cowboy hat usually. The wait at most NBA games, he's not just like, jazz games. No, not just he's like, like yeah, he'll yeah, probably okay. be at like all the yep. playoff games and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go down to this room and he's just sitting in there, just chilling. And I'm Did just you like, ask him, holy, who are you? Who are you? No, no, I, <laughs> I was, I was just trying to be my nice, you know, like, yeah. But he, he gives off that vibe, you know. You could just imagine that he probably used to have like a cigarette in his hand. It'd just be like, sure. And you know, he just yeah. he had that cool vibe going. Not that I'm saying smoking's cool, but that was, but, you know, back in the '80s when, yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Anyways, this was a long story to say. We went to the game. It was awesome. I appreciate the hookups that we got, and that game was a hell of a lot more fun than the previous game because. The Jazz won, and it was it was quite the back and forth game there. Um, I don't know if you're pulling up the stats for that. I don't have the stats in front of me. I'm just going to yeah, give you gotcha. play by play by play from being there, so you can go ahead and mention the stats, and then we'll go from there. So this was obviously Luca's first game back. Didn't look like he had really missed a step. Thirty points, ten rebounds um, in thirty four minutes. Brunson played pretty decent, twenty three points. Uh, the bench though for Dallas was was lacking for sure. You know, Kleber he's had great games for a six man uh, this series, but only three points. You look at the Jazz, you got Mitchell twenty three, Jordan Clarkson actually the leading scorer off the bench. Thirty six minutes, Clarkson's getting some major PT. Uh, twenty five points for him, seventeen for Rudy, fifteen rebounds for old Rudy, and a, a solid quote at the end of the game. Jazz win 199. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny, the 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 TNT blast there and stuff. Um yeah, so that game was really fun. You know what I okay. So my takeaways from that game being there was that the Jazz were getting the calls that they probably thought they have should have been getting for a long time. I remember the Maz guys got themselves into trouble, and that was a pretty big help for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I got to say, at the end of that game, those free throws with Rudy Gobert were just giving me panic, heart attacks. I wanted to <laughs> scream. I wanted to cry. I, the fact that they were able to come back and win that game was unbelievable to me because I did not think. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Jazz missed half their free throws. They, I mean, if they had made all their free throws, there's a possibility they win by like 10. Like, there were so many missed free throws in that game. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they um, um uh they shot 26 of 42. They shot 42 free throws. And well, the game. end of that game, they were basically just playing hack-a-shack on on Rudy. They just figured that okay, yeah. you've missed so many, we're just going to do that. So yeah, uh, tough one. But he wasn't the only one missing free throws. Donovan missed was going one for two on a couple and so 
Yeah, but then we at the end of that game, you know, that home crowd feel just came through and was able to help. Uh, was it Powell that missed the free throws? Right, he missed the free throws. Mm-hmm. Donovan and- gets the ball, goes down the court, and lobs it on up to Rudy for the, for the go ahead the hammer dunk. dunk. The cowhide globe hits home. Yep, and, and that was and of uh, course, game. of course, for every, I can only imagine all the news paper reporters were just like there's our headline there it is every you know that had to been like mm-hmm. well he passed thank god <laughs> thank god uh was it dinwiddie that missed the three at the other end so thank god that happened yeah. otherwise well they, they left 11 seconds so when, when rudy gets that uh alley-oop there's 11 seconds 99 to 100 of course luca's gonna get the ball they double luca he takes way too much time off the clock, gets it over to Dinwiddie, and Dinwiddie misses that uh, 25 footer. So, yeah. yeah Dinwiddie um, was pretty like far a out there. Great game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun game, fun game. Um, so, that win tied the series at 2 2. And I think at that point, you know, everyone in Jazz Nation was probably, we were all like, all right, we're back in this mother mm-hmm. after this. And, you yeah. know, of course, um, <laughs> shout out to Jazz Uni Tracker. They even created a shirt with that, uh, the Rudy Gobert saying on it and sold a bunch of shirts. Um, so everything was hyped. Everyone was ready to go. And then we go back to Dallas for game five and holy hell, by the end of the first quarter, I think most people were ready just to turn that off. Um, I've, I've never, I said last night, I don't think I've ever seen a game, uh, a performance that bad in the playoffs, right? Sometimes the, teams will just take a, a game off during the regular season. I feel like I've never seen anything like that. What they yeah. did last night. <laughs> you know, I've said it before. I'm a big body language guy and watching players just, you can kind of almost get the vibe from them, even just watch through TV. And I don't know if they all had a bad dinner or what before that game, but there was not <laughs> one person on that jazz. that seemed like they were happy to even be there. That was the vibe I could kind of get, you know? Well, I, I think when I, you're getting your brains beat in, you're not, you're not happy to be there, but well, they, I'm talking they just like gave, even the first up. quarter, yeah. I'm talking the start of the game. Like, it, oh my god there was like toward this okay for everyone that watched the game you know the the even the math started out pretty slow you know the jazz were only yeah. for as bad as the jazz were doing they were only down with five points or something like that they were still within in the game but it just holy hell we were missing layups we there was absolutely no way we could ever make a three-pointer apparently that was just as we might as well have been shooting from half court yeah um it was it was scary and then it, once the second quarter came around, it just seemed like the Mavs were like, all right, it's time to go into playoff takeover mode. And the Jazz were just still like, hey, we're having fun. And- <laughs> the the Jazz uh, end the first quarter with 18 points. The second quarter, they add another 18. So at halftime, uh, start of the third quarter, it's 36 to 52. And then that third quarter was just uh, just dismal. Like the, the three-point shooting, the Jazz had the absolute worst three-point shooting last night in the history of any playoff game. They went three for 30, 10% from three. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And at one point, what was it? 50 uh, or 48 to 81 was the score. And I thought to myself, man, I, I probably should just turn this off. I don't, I don't know if I need to watch the rest. I, I watched the rest. But uh, oof. Yeah, the final score, 102-77, doesn't even do the game justice. It, it felt like this was going to be like a 50-point blowout. Yeah, there were some incredible stats that came out of that game. Let's see, ESPN stats said that that's the lowest scoring half for the Jazz this season, regular season, or playoffs. Yep. So we just completely tanked it. And it's a playoff game, no biggie. That's the best time to do that. <laughs> and then if you look at the box score, this when I checked the box score, I was gay. this just blew my mind. 
Rudy Gobert and Jordan Clarkson were the only two players to score more than 10 points. Yeah. Everyone else on the Jazz had less. The next, so Rudy finished with 17, Clarkson's finished with 20. The next leading scorer is Donovan Mitchell with nine points. Right. That's, that's, that cannot. Boyan only finished with two points. Yes. That is unbelievable. That is just bad. And to me, you know, we've talked a lot about Snyder and adjustments and things like that. I think by the time the third quarter is around and you're, you, you know, he's got all his coaches on his, telling them probably, yeah, they're scoring this. We got that. Why didn't someone get in his ear? Why does he just say, Hey, how many points does such and such have? And they go, Oh, zero, two. Why does he go, <laughs> What the F are we playing this guy? Like, I think at I, that, I, <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. And I'm just saying talking. at that point, it seems like, like he did the game before where he put in Pascal and just say, Let's try something different. Yeah. Why not put in like somebody like, Alexander Walker at that point and just see if he can be a boost of energy or yeah. Why? I mean, it wouldn't have hurt. Yeah. It's not going to make it any worse. (laughs) Like why not try instead of playing Conley out there who is missing layup after layup after layup. Why not try something different? And I've got to say, I have been a Quinn Snyder. I'm on board with him for the longest time, but he is, he is seriously losing my respect to this series. I cannot, it's pretty bad. I mean, the fact that, Jason Kidd, who has been fired God knows how many times at this point, and I didn't think he was going to do good with the, the Mavs at all. Yeah, He's getting outcoached by Jason Kidd right now. That is so sad. And I'm, I'm just going to end this by saying this. I, okay, maybe you can help help me understand this. I wanted to ask you this, Ashley. You, you played high school basketball. You played basketball growing up. Uh-huh. When you're watching the Jazz and the Mavs play, is it me or the Mavs simply running the same mother effing offensive play every time they oh, yeah. bring the ball down they screen the guard and then they start they they attack the ball or attack the hoop they wait for the big to come in pop it right out right every yeah. single time that's just yep. the play yeah so why why is it so hard to make the is it is there really that hard of adjustment to make to just correct the defense on that that's a good question i i think the issue that uh utah's ran into especially now that Luca's back is Luca is such a, ugh, I mean, for all, as much as I hate watching him because he just cannot not whine and bitch and moan throughout the game. He is such a dynamic player and he can make passes where they need to be. So you have to focus on him. You have to focus on the screener, whether they're rolling or they're popping. That also causes an issue when, when uh, the, the player getting screened is going to the hoop because someone's got to sink in from the side. And, and we saw it the first game where that the corner three is wide open. I think the bigger thing here, uh, especially with this game, is that nobody could make a shot. Like th- there's been teams that have gone through dry spells, but this was like the entire game. Like you said, Bogdanovich, two points, Mitchell, nine. Now, there's a stat plus minus, right? Plus minus can be a bit deceiving at times, but these plus minuses are insane. <laughs> Bogdanovich minus 37, Donovan Mitchell minus 38, Royce O'Neal minus 29. The only person, well, I guess we should say besides Butler and Alexander Walker, who got five minutes apiece, again, who led the team in plus minus was uh, your boy Daniel House, Daniel House. Um, I feel like he needs to get some more times, 23 minutes. He played more minutes than Royce. And I've got a Royce stat that is just crazy to me that I found today. Um, but there's so much that goes into it. But again, the, I've got stats for days here on the shooting 
um, of different players on the Jazz. I wanted to highlight two things, and then I'll throw it right back to you. Donovan Mitchell in this series, any idea what he's shooting from three? If you had to take a guess, what percentage? I, know, I don't know the exact percentage, but I remember hearing on a podcast today that it's he is, is it, was it 19%? It's, Nin- it's 19, 19 and a half, which if you're a center uh, or a big that doesn't shoot threes, okay, you might take one every other game. Donovan's taking over eight per game. So that's rough. Um, we look at Conley, who, you know, isn't really shooting that much better. 21% from three. Um, Bogdanovich shooting 29. We talked about this a few weeks ago where we had talked about how good of a three-point shooting team the Jazz are, and I related it back to, you know, with my fandom of the Orlando Magic in 09 when they had Dwight Howard and amazing shooters around him, and they kept saying throughout the season, live by the three, die by the three, and that's what happened in that finals against the Lakers. Uh, for Orlando, nobody could make a three, and that's what's happening here. Um, I think the Mavs are a, a, a solid, above-average team. The Jazz have much more talent. They just can't make shots. And like we talked about earlier, the adjustments when they need to have those adjustments in-game aren't happening. So uh, I don't even know where we go for game uh, this upcoming game, but I wanted to add one more stat here just to kind of crap on some players some more. And I love Royce to death. Royce is, um, you know, as a non-Jazz fan, probably one of my favorite players on the team, but he's he's been struggling a little bit. So the defensive rating for the Utah Jazz when Royce is on the court is 125.9, which is the worst out of all the playoff teams. So we know Royce generally gets a good, def- you know, he's a good defender, uh, kind of has that tag on him. Um, some of this is probably attributed to him playing some of the Luca minutes recently, uh, you know, playing when Luca's out there. But with Royce off the, the court on the bench, the Jazz uh, defensive rating is 95.7, which is one of the best in the playoffs. Actually, I believe just under um, Milwaukee. So I don't, and that's per stat muse. Stat muse always throws these crazy stats out where you're like, what? And you have to double check it, but it's just like, that's insane. So something isn't working there. <laughs> and that is my end of my crapping on players. Go ahead. Yes. Going back to the, so the Daniel house junior uh, spot there, apparently, I don't know if he'd seen, but can't remember exactly what game it was the original, but he had kind of a fit on the bench was not too happy with the team. It was kind of upset. I'm mm. not sure if you, there was video of it online. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but apparently he had another upset fit last night as well during the game. Um, Interesting. This is no insight or anything. Again, I'm a body language guy. I'm checking the vibe and all that. I believe house is on a one-year contract. Oh yeah. The vibe, he, yeah. The, the vibe I'm getting is I, I don't expect him to be on the team next year. And I, I'm sure, Eesh. I'm sure he would, the jazz would love to have him back. Uh, I, I just don't, the vibe I'm getting right now is he's not too cool with the, the team. Just, just like I've said, it, I believe I said on the last podcast, I definitely don't expect Rudy Gay to be on the team anymore. He's whether his contract yeah. is, is, how many years on or what he's going to demand a trade or just want to buy out or something, but you know, he's, he's not too happy either. You know how many people have, because I do this podcast with, you now have texted me asking why Rudy Gay is not playing. Like I have any type of inside information. Every time I just tell him, I don't know. 
I don't know I mean, what it would what it would hurt to even try, especially in that game last night. I'm assuming when they were getting uh, their backs blown out, for lack of a better term, Gay was like, "I'm not going in. <laughs> you want me to go in right now? Like I've been around the league for years. I'm not going in." Uh, I, I mean, we've, we've talked about it before, and I mean, I th- I mean, I think the easy, simplest answer is he has not had a good year. I mean, if, and if anyone listens to David Locke's podcast that he does, you know, he's obviously got a lot more insider than anybody, but, and keeps it real with yeah. the fact that Rudy Gay has just not been good and he's lost his minutes and, uh, Gomez has come in Hernan Hernancho Gomez. Oh my God. Hernan, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Oh, Hernan Gomez. This, that guy's yeah. come in and taken his minutes. It's simple. This, as that. this would he's, be, this would be my rebuttal to that. Uh, in a game, you know, the ga- couple of games where Utah has looked really bad. I don't know why it would hurt putting him in earlier. Right. I, I think Wancho does just fine, but we and, don't know and, what we have with Rudy Gay on the bench. Like and maybe something's going to come out at the end of the year where it's just been like, it'll be like, you know, at some point there was an issue with him and the coach and he just said, fine. He'll yeah. just sit there and does, not play. Does he, does he, so I know uh, a month and a half, two months ago, he had, he had declined to talk to the media. Has he talked at all since then? Do you know, have you seen any like Rudy Gay interviews? Past that know. point, now that I think about it, I don't think so. So mm. okay, maybe there's yeah, maybe I mean, just something going on. There's mm-hmm. maybe something going there. Um, something going on. And going back to the whole points situation from that game, that last game, I'm looking over the box score again here. Just so we talked about, I had mentioned that maybe they should just went with Alexander Walker there. You know, he he only played five minutes and had five points. Now yeah. again, those those are probably everyone's gonna be like, yeah, that's garbage minutes. But yeah. okay, they're garbage minutes. He still scored five points. Then guess what? He had more points than Boyan. <laughs> he had more points than Conley. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just yeah, he. The, I just, I think we've all at this point are very frustrated with Snyder, and it's really unfortunate because after that home game, you know, we were all very high and stuff, and after that last game, oh, and we didn't even mention that Donovan for whatever reason was playing at when he probably definitely yeah. should have been. And then a lot of those guys hurt. shouldn't have been playing. Yeah. The hammies. Hurt, but, um, you know, came out today, uh, Donovan, where is it? They had an MRI on him today. It's a left hamstring thing, but it's negative contusion. They're gonna, correct. They're going to kind of, they're going to go over here with him again tomorrow. Uh, we're on game day probably and check with him. But I mean, he basically said after the game, I'm going to play. So I would expect oh, him yeah. to play. He'll, he'll play through it. Um, and then I, Rudy also had some kind of knee thing going on in that game. So mm-hmm. hopefully they're good. Um, my biggest thing is just, you know, this whole year, you know, coming into the playoffs, it was about minutes, minutes, restrictions, minutes, restrictions. Cause we need Mike Conley for the playoffs. Where the hell has Mike Conley been this whole playoffs? I mean, he's had maybe one good game and then all these other games has just been horribly bad for him. I mean, it's just so frustrating. And like I said, last game, I've seen him before where he, you think he's going in for a layup, easy bus, basket, and he misses it. Or he misses the pass. And I, 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 you know, when you go to the games or if you sometimes when they see him on the bench there, once he sits down on the bench, they put on some crazy, like, things on his knees. He's got both knees. Like, I don't, they're not just like straight ice things. They're like crazy high-tech fixing your knee things. But... <laughs> Well, he, uh, yeah, I he think, is an older player. I'm sure yeah, you know, I mean, they ice him up. They do all the treatment. But yeah, I, yeah, think, I, uh, I think Father Time has caught up with Conley, unfortunately. I mean, you look at what he's averaged this series, uh, 8.8 points, 4.2 assists, three rebounds uh, in about just oh. under 29 minutes. 
God, you just made me remember something. Rebounding. Holy mother F. Last night, yeah, the rebounding was tough. so bad. Lots of offensive boards for the uh, the Dallas Mavericks. You know things are bad when like the guards on Dallas are getting the own rebounds and then just like, <laughs> I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, and shout out Bronson. He's, that dude is going to get paid this off season. Yeah. Can, can Dallas even afford him? Are they going to be able to keep him? Uh, more than or? likely. Uh, more than likely not. I think that's why they brought Dinwiddie in. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe they moved Dinwiddie, but I think Brunson is a lot more uh, desirable of a player for other teams. And teams understand that he can play next to a ball dominant guard like Luca. There's, there was a rumor uh, earlier this week or late last week where Detroit was interested to putting, putting him with Cade Cunningham, Ooh, uh, which could be an interesting like sign and trade type of thing where Dallas signs him, trades him to Detroit for, you know, maybe someone like Grant or Jeremy Grant. I, I don't know, but, but yeah, he is going to get paid. He's a good player. He's been a good player since Villanova. Uh, it just was kind of a slow uh, build for him. His first couple of years in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, he is definitely making, you know, when Mike Conley's guarding him, He's making McCauley look like an idiot. He's just going right past <laughs> him. Who else? No, I'm, I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say this. You're not going to be DMing Mike Conley for any tickets. No, no. <laughs> um, I think even Royce was guarding him at some point. You know, he's just burning a guy. That's the thing we were talking about the defense earlier. How you can make adjustments. Well, if they stay with their guy, then the problem becomes that Bronson's just getting past his dudes, and yeah. then he's getting right to the basket. He's I don't know. What Listen, he, he's been the best player this series. Like, obviously, Luca came back. Brunson is still staying afloat with Luca there. The first two games, Brunson was amazing. So, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Donovan's had some, uh, a couple of good games, but, you know, inconsistent. So, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Just, just moving forward, let's move on because we can cry over this last game over and over. But let's move on to the next game, game six. Back in Salt Lake City this Thursday, it's an 8 p.m. game. Um, and I had a, an, an interesting stat to throw out before we get, you know, obviously jazz fans, most of us here are jazz fans listening to this, except you, you're just out there. Um, <laughs> we're all, we're like, you know, this is like do or die for the jazz. Obviously we lose this next oh, game. Yeah. We're done. We're done. And and for, I think, you know, we've talked about it before, but I think it's pretty much a thing at this point that if the jazz lose the series, it's, this form of the jazz is probably done at that point, you know? Oh, 1000%. There, there was a last night during the game, um, when we were getting our asses destroyed, maybe I should rephrase that our butts kicked. That's a better way of saying that. Um, our asses. uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, they, they, they went to a, they went, the camera what? went to a shot of Dwayne Wade and Danny Ager sitting there and you could just look, see the look on their face of just like, I wish, I wish I could have gotten a screenshot of that. And, you know, you just put a thing in there saying, yeah, we got to blow this up. He's all already, I'm already working on it, you know, because like <laughs> the look on their face was just like that. But so I, as jazz fans that we think of that, if you think on the other side for the Mavs, this series is just as important to them. Cause I've got a little trivia here for you and I'm sure you're going to get it. Cause you know, this kind of crap, but when oh is boy. the last time the Dallas Mavericks made it past the first round? Do you remember? Do you by chance know? 20, and this is going to blow your mind. 2011. The last time the Dallas Mavericks made it out of the the first round was the NBA season 2010 to 2011. So you're right. Yeah. But here's the crazy thing. You know what happened that year? They won the championship. Yeah, they won. Dirk, Jason so, Terry. Yeah. Yeah. But since then, they have not. Yeah. They've either just not made the playoffs or haven't got. That's insane. 
Well, they've, so, they've been a bad team. Um, that's but the, the point only, of this only way to put po- it. The point of it is that, you know, obviously us jazz fans, we're over here saying we gotta, we gotta win. We gotta, but Dallas is playing for just as you know, they're hyped. You can tell the team they're hyped. Yeah. They know how important it is. I, I get think, past this round. I think the, the way that these two organizations are looked at the jazz added so many, uh, good, um, role players to go along with their stars, Rudy and Donovan. They haven't been out of the second round in God knows how long. Um, we're on the other side, like you said, the Mavs, right? The last time they did anything special was, was that year they won the championship with Dirk and Terry and all them. Um, and then Dirk's career kind of declined, right? He got older, and there really wasn't a lot of excitement in Dallas. Now, Luka gets drafted a couple of years back, three years ago now, right? I believe four. Um, Shout out to the Sacramento Kings and Vladi Divac for letting that happen. He should have taken him, but got you know Bagley instead. Anyways, the the Dallas Mavericks are trying to be on an upward trajectory, where you know first second round is probably a solid um, end of season for them. Anything after that is well above expectations. I talked about earlier where they made the Dinwiddie trade, the Birdchance trade. We all know they're going to do something with Brunson sign and trade or move Dinwiddie, something like that. Um, and I've said it on here a bunch of times. They're playing for next year and the year after, not this year. So they're two different organizations in two different situations because Jazz are win now. Like Jazz fans are tired of them not getting past the second round, seeing the same stuff. Where on the opposite end, Dallas, it's just like, you know, it's the hottest ticket in Dallas. Cowboys aren't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's a shot at Dallas Cowboys fans. But anyways, that's where I see it with these two. And sure, they're excited. They haven't been there. Um, and to think that they could beat the Jazz, especially when they didn't have Luca the first two games in this series, it's it's crazy. Well, and the, the even crazier thing is, you know, I I mean, obviously going into the playoffs with with Luca's injury and stuff, you know, they were kind of the underdogs coming into this. Oh, one hundred percent. Now, not only do they obviously have a chance to get past this series, can they even make it past the next series? Because who the hell knows what's going on with Phoenix right now? They might be mm-hmm. getting beat by the Pelicans and. Then we have Maz versus the Pelicans in the second round. Who the hell saw that coming? You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I was roll- I was rolling high with the uh, the Celtics for my team on the East. But if I was a bet man right now, I-, I might go put some secret money down on the Mavs to get to the Western Conference right now because that it'll might be, be a- some, some scary money to make if it happens. But like. I, this I this think, sounds bad. Uh, this sounds like I'm totally saying the Mavs are just obviously getting past the Jazz. <laughs> I'm that's what sure. it feels like. I, I I think I think the Suns I think the Sun, Suns will still take care of business. They're a very deep team. Losing Booker is huge, but you know he was a two to three week injury. I'd assume he'd be back second round. Assuming you know they get past the Pelicans. Pelicans are a really young, fun team to watch, led by you know CJ and Brandon Ingram. But uh, yeah, I mean, if Booker doesn't come back, Suns get through. The Mavs are healthy. Maybe, but I, I, I mean, they got to get through the jazz first. Right. And, and the game six on Thursday, uh, I just hope the jazz fans really, really bring it. They have to be super loud. And, and I hope the jazz themselves bring it for the sake of my friend's health. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it, I mean, like we said, I mean, this is not only obviously playing for the series, but this is legit playing for a lot of people's jobs on the team right now. This oh, is, for so, sure. you know, 
you know, if they if they lose this, obviously probably Quinn's getting fired. I can't, I, we only imagine how many players are going to still be on the team or not. Um, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to say something real quick. We put it out to get fan questions for the show today. We're not going to do it because all, <laughs> a lot of the questions we're talking about firing Quinn, trade this, trade that. And I'm just, I should have said it, but in the question, but we're going to kind of avoid the, the who should be the next coach. We're going to avoid the who should trade this and trade that as much as possible until, you know, the season's actually done. The season's yeah. still going on, folks. So until hey, that buddy. time comes, we're not going to speculate. Right now, we're still on board. The playoffs are going on. We're still in it, damn it. Yeah, but when and if and when the Jazz uh, are out of the playoffs, spin those questions in because oh, I would those, love to have yeah. that discussion. At that point, it's going to be conspiracy theory USA. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Sources to right, so lower. Game six Thursday. We've kind of went over that. Um, it's win or just stay your ass home, basically, for the yeah. Jazz. Um, it's, it's a late, late game. Eight one eight p.m. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the Jazz fans need to show up. As a, I got to say, as crazy as it sounds, I'm a little concerned. Late game on a Thursday. Sometimes people, yeah. you know, get a little concerned. But we need people to show up. You got to show up mm. to that game, folks. You got to. We not we, the players got to show up. Oh my god, it's so I, I'm concerned. I think right, right now, now, right now, um, Dallas is favored by two and a half in Utah, and that's wow. crazy. <laughs> or yeah. maybe it's not. Crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. For me personally, you know, I'm obviously I'm a pretty big Jazz fan. I right now I'm going into that game with very low expectations, and I want to be just I want to be proven wrong. That's what I like to say. Prove me wrong, please. Um, the Jazz have to come out instead of instead of letting it be even a close game. They have to come out and just start whipping ass right away. If they let Dallas stay around in that game, I I I'm concerned that it's not going to fall in our favors this time. Yeah. You know? you, la- last night when the the game was just out of hand, one thing that I noticed and one thing that I really appreciated was that there was one guy who was really just like attacking. Um attacking heavy and that was uh clarkson like i feel like he just was going at it got him down to only 21 points right they're down 21 with seven minutes left but he he was just getting to the hoop and if if he wasn't making it he was still getting into the defense being able to kick it out now make shots but uh yeah clarkson was playing with some some goal last night it's the best word i can throw in there that's not dirty I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, why don't we start Clarkson and have Royce come off the bench? You know, Clarkson, Clarkson's good in the position he is works. You know, he's good with the minutes he has. He's good. Too much Clarkson's not a good, he's got to be exactly where he is. And that's why he does good. So let's, that's the other problem. I always, the, you know, sometimes jazz fans, you know, when something's going good, they always want it to be even better. You know, the role the person's in is for, you know, he's doing great in the role he's in. Let him be in that role and let him succeed. We've got all these other guys that are kind of failing in their role right now. Let's let that one guy just be good at his role. Oh yeah, Does that makes sense. Great six, great six man. I mean, he he fits that perfect six man mold. Uh, coming off just off the bench, just getting you know getting buckets, and that's what he he does. Some games uh, not as good as others, but he's always going to be attacking and shooting, and uh, you know, especially with this Jazz bench, that's what you need. Yeah, um, I don't know. Do you want to? Uh, my prediction is I'm concerned. <laughs> That's not really prediction, but what do you? Ah, uh, come on, get, I'll let get you... some, get some bass in your voice. I, I think, I think the Jazz are going to win this game. There's no way they shoot that bad. Dallas still knows 
okay, we lose this. We go back home. No big deal. We're going to, in their minds, we win in Dallas, whatever. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a close one though. Like I, I don't see Utah blowing. And the Jazz at least win by 10. Like not a mm, blowout, but at least no, 10. No, I'm going to, I'm going to uh. say a solid five to six point win here. Now I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a blowout and all my friends don't have to, you know, re up on the blood pressure medication and all that for a couple of days. But uh, I think it's going to be a close one. I got to say, I mean, now that I think about it, I did, I did back when we started this whole prediction thing on the series start, I did say this was going to go seven games. So yeah. And I, I thought you were going, crazy going along, <laughs> going along with that. I got to say, Utah is going to win this next one. So there you go. Bam. I, then game seven. My, my prediction seven, is I would like say. at least a 10, 10 point win. You know, I, like I said, my biggest yeah. want is to come out and let's just start whipping ass. Don't let them. And, you know, one of our friends was texting us last night and his biggest thing he wanted in this game. And I, we don't condone violence, but, you know, when when someone's punking <laughs> you on that court, there was a point in the game when Luca made a three and was like dancing around. You know, you, I'm not sure if you saw that, but. Oh, yeah. I, I think did. at that point, that's when you could really I'm not saying go up and hit him over the head of the chair. But how about when you're well, like, I hope not. Like, why not when you dribble the ball, give him a, let him know you're there. Like that's Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, they, that that's one thing. Do that, something. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Kurt said it last week. There just needs to be a dog that just kind of, and, and I said it when the series started, when he comes off of that screen, you need to hit him. You need to hit him. You need to keep hitting him because he does get frustrated. Uh, and if he can draw a tech, you know, he, he led the league in techs. Maybe you can get some and, and get him out of his game and, and, you know, possibly get him thrown out. I mean, I don't want to say it has to come to that by any means, but just rattling him a little bit. I don't get why not, especially in Utah where the fans are going to give him hell and he deserves it. I said it earlier. I, I hate, he is such a talented player, honestly, probably top five in the NBA with all, with his skill set and everything that he can do, but I cannot stand watching him because every time it's him crying about something, him, throwing like kind of little cheap shots at the other players. And, and like, I mean, somebody does need to hit him. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, if you're going to have some nuts and win this game, just hit him. Somebody give him a shoulder. Oh, White side, you, you went out, you went at him last night slightly. Okay. That he didn't even go at him. He just, that was a foul. And he actually even tried to help the poor guy up. And then, I know. Then his and Luca came out yeah. from behind. Yeah. So but that that's was perfect. So perfect reason to go back at him again. <laughs> All right. So we're both predicting, uh, a win, and then we're going to get a game seven in Dallas. And you know what? Uh, oh, man. <clears throat> Listen. You know we, what? I, <laughs> instead ahead. of doing a prediction now for game seven, let, let's say this. If there is a game seven, or when there's a game seven, we'll, we'll just do like a quick quick prediction before then and drop yep. it out there so we can be more good. Because right now it's just, I think we're still a little razzled from last night. And Yeah. And the most so, important thing is this game six. So yeah. uh, you're, you're going to hear from us in one of two ways. It's going to be emergency pod. Or it's going to be a okay, going to game seven. Let's figure out what they're going to do. Pop. It's either going to be we're going to game seven, hell yeah, or it's going to be well, blow it up. Here we go. <laughs> Everyone sucks. And then we'll um, take your questions. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back and I'm going to throw something interesting at you and just kind of catch you off guard here. So be ready for that, folks. Go get you some water. Be right back on the Jazz Nation podcast. This is where a sponsor would go. If you are said sponsor that's interested in sponsoring this podcast, reach out to us at jazznationnews at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. Thanks so much for sticking with us here on the Jazz Nation podcast. So I just wanted to throw something at you here and 
you know, I didn't prepare you at all for this, but I wanted to get your take on this. So last night, obviously, the Jazz get their asses kicked and we're all bummed and checking out Twitter. And I actually <laughs> put out a, I put out a tweet that actually got got a lot of more, more likes and Ooh. talk back with it than I was even predicting. But so here's the tweet. I'll read the tweet exactly what I put out there and then I want your your thoughts on it and i know you're gonna throw shade back at me so i'm ready for okay, that but that's perfect that's fine so here's Got my, my tweet this is obviously after the game i said i know this is probably i know this probably shouldn't bug me and then i put in all caps but it really does bother me when we just got our asses kicked in a playoff game and players jump right onto IG and start reposting the pics of them walking into the arena. You know those pictures that they get of them looking so fabulous and fashionable walking into the arena? Sure. And then I say, mm-hmm. like, can we not hold off on that shit until tomorrow, maybe? Uh, so, yeah. I so got a response, but whenever you're So ready. basically what I was trying to say with that is, like, and I'm not going to say the player's name, but most of you probably know who I'm talking about. There was one player, like, literally the game had just gotten over maybe 30 minutes ago, right? Mm-hmm. And he's already reposting the photos of him walking in and all these repos. And it has nothing to do with the game. It's about him walking in, looking all fabulous and fashion photos. And that's what's getting. Re- I mean, am I am, is and I understand that players have like contracts, they have stylists. And that's probably part of the deal is they've got to repost those photos and tag their stylists and stuff. I get that. That's part of their marketing. That's part of the PR. It's a business. My my issue is when you when there's a game like that literally just happened. Mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't even be so bad if it was like an hour or two after. Right. But literally just after the game and that's what gets posted. I'm just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. What are your thoughts? Am I, am I crazy? Okay, so I, what I have you, a, I have thoughts? a, I have a few thoughts as well as questions. First uh, was were the clothes. Nice. Was, was, was it dripping? Was it, how was it's it? Fine. He, it's fine. Okay. He looked good. See, okay. This is, this is, I'm going to say this. That's is really an irrelevant sound, question. I sound sound old. Is that I, this is one thing of the the game that they do now that I'm just like, this is kind of dumb. Like I could really give a shit what the hell they're wearing walking in, but I understand it's part of the new marketing. It's kind of the players yeah. swagger and style. So they do it. But I, to me, that's, that's part of the new marketing social media stuff that I think could really go away is that part of the thing. I mean, it does make you sound old because I guarantee like 18, 16 to like 20 something year olds are really into what these guys are oh, wearing. Yeah. But <clears throat> Uh, follow up to that, I would say, you know, maybe our first, second, I don't remember what episode episode it was where I was giving some news about, uh, around the league. And I had talked about James Harden, who his first game back in Brooklyn, you know, he pretty much forced his way out of Brooklyn as, you know, Ben Simmons was forcing his way out of Philly. So in his, I guess it made sense. Um, And he played awful, maybe the worst he's played all year. And that's saying a lot because he's played like shit, uh, even in the playoffs here. Um, And something, your response to me after he, so he got killed, played awful, Philly loses. Then like we see him out with little baby and uh, somebody else at the club. He's having a great time, you know, after his like eight point performance. And I think your response to me was something like, you know, players can live their lives. They can do what they want after games. You know, these guys are regular people too. They want to have fun. They want yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And I said, sure, I'm with all of that. But when you forced your way out of a situation 
pretty much making your team trade you and you perform that way going back to the team that you forced your way out of. I don't think you should be celebrating by any means. Um, but you, my friend, told me that I need to just mind my own business, essentially, and that players need to live their lives. So I would flip that back on you and say, hey, this guy, whoever it was, I didn't see it. I don't know. He 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 re-shared what he was wearing, and it is what it is. You know, uh, so I'd be interested response- to know offline who, who it was. But um, the tweet, um, Nicholas Clark, shout out to him on Twitter. He said, every team has a house. What does that mean? Well, what do you think that means? <laughs> I'm playing. Um, <laughs> so my response yeah. to that is, is that I believe the first off the Harden thing that wasn't in the playoffs, was it? No, but the the, the no, hold on, the, hold on, the, no, 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 I get a rebuttal. That's right the there. Right there. That's the thing. That's the end. Uh, he had forced his way out. This was his big coming back no, to Brooklyn. That's the end. It's okay. a playoffs game. That's the situation. It's different. Mm, okay. You're in the playoffs. Are okay. the playoffs playoffs are different regular season, right? Sure. Sure. If this, if last night had just been another regular season ass kicking for the Jazz, and then that, you know, it's like, even then, it's like, do you really? Can't you give it maybe? Like I said, give it a couple hours, and then do it. Not do it while you're sitting in the locker room with you, because he has to still be in the locker room at that point, or or on the bus with and who, the team. Right? Maybe he has somebody run his social. I, I I I don't know. It's just it's bad timing. That if that's the point, I would be like, dude, you can't do that at that time. I'm just. Sure. To me, it's a, it, if if Harden had done that in a playoff game, then I would definitely be like, dude, you can't do that. Come on, bro. I guarantee he does, and he's Probably. playing awful. <laughs> that's that's part of the, what you get with him. But um, yeah, I just I, I I was kind of surprised at how many people were along with that, and, and yeah, and, and and I was also surprised at how many people understood exactly who I was talking about when I put that. There was a, well, I mean, the Jazz fans are very loyal, and they follow all the players on the socials, so. Uh, again, if it wasn't for that little breadcrumb that our guy dropped in the in the in the Twitter timeline, I wouldn't have known. But uh, yeah, I mean, this one got some traction for sure. I'm looking because I I commented back on your your retweet of it and saying you know this probably shouldn't bug me, but I didn't notice the initial tweet got got a lot of traction out there. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the team they all were bad, <laughs> minus one guy who played decent uh, but not good enough. So maybe that one person felt like they, you know, I played fine. I'm going to go ahead and share this drip. I don't know. I don't so, know. So um, the last <laughs> thing I wanted to kind of just throw at you here and let's maybe chat about to end this podcast that I didn't prepare you for. So you're going to have fun with this and hate me a little bit is the Utah jazz drafting in the last, last couple of years. You know, I think a lot of jazz fans and maybe NBA folks just in general think, the Jazz are pretty good at drafting. You know, we were able to land Donovan. We were able to get Rudy, you know, one yeah. of those guys. But I now that I've I've in, in the last little bit, it's kind of caught my eye, and I'm thinking about because I've been thinking about the Jazz roster, right? How okay. is the Jazz if you look at the Jazz roster right now? Okay, we think Rudy and Donovan. They they were drafted and they were they were in our system, right? Mm-hmm. Who else there? Okay, Royce was, you know, he wasn't drafted by us, but we signed him undrafted. So he's he's kind of come up with us. Yeah. But everybody else is more have come in and we've kind of had to over we've had to get rid of people or draft picks and things like that to acquire them. Like just off the top of my head to get Mike Conley. Right. We had to give up what we had to give up Crowder. We had to give up uh, Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen. And I'm pretty yeah. there had to been some draft picks as well in there. Uh, and yeah, you think I, and, okay. and this is and this is hard to think, you know, I hate to be that guy. It's like, was it really worth it? 
But if you think about uh, it, was that yeah. trade really worth it? If you think about it now, like, and and Grayson right now, and I think about it too because Grayson right now he's doing great work for uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah, thank you. And then yeah. you know Crowder's Crowder, you know he's doing great work for the Suns. So, and then we've lost those draft picks. So it just, I, I mean, well, that's hard. Conley in twenty eighteen. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Conley in twenty eighteen is a really really good player. Uh, this year he's had a downfall. Last year he was injured. Twenty eighteen though he was he was a good player. So trading Grace and Allen and uh, uh, what was the other one Crowder and some yeah. picks. But I mean it's a no brainer. Grace and Allen. Um, I'm just gonna be honest. I have bias here. I hate Grace and Allen as a player, as a human being. Maybe the only one in the NBA. Um, Crowder, though, Crowder is that guy who's kind of a tough guy and will hit somebody, you know, maybe like Luca or at least get in his in his face. Um, but I, I think at the time it's a great trade. But you know, you come a couple of years later. I mean, does Grayson Allen and Crowder number one? Do they are they still here? Do they decide to stay in Utah? Because I'm sure contracts come up. Um, number two. Do they make that kind of leap? Grayson Allen's bounced around a lot to find a home in Milwaukee where he does okay. So, I mean, Crowder, did, we, I'm a I'm a Crowder, uh, you know, fan. But we didn't need to go down the deep dive there. The main point was talking about like drafting and things like that because, okay, I I, I wanted to focus mostly on drafts right now because if we I'm looking at if you think about the Jazz draft history in the last little bit, yeah. boy, is it a letdown. And and I think I've been I think I've been thinking a lot about this because. There's players that we're seeing right now that the Jazz could have drafted and they passed on. Obviously, the number one is Bain in, in with Grizzlies. I mean, I remember in that draft, I I was very high on him. David Locke was huge on him. He really mm-hmm. wanted him. And the Jazz passed on him for Udoka. Yeah. Had, and, and, you know, poor Doke, you know, he's had the injury and stuff. But even when he's playing, is he's just he's like a backup, backup, backup. Like, so I, th- I think with, uh, uh, as you call him, Doke, or fans call him Doke, he had a great career at Kansas. He was a little bit older, right? He had played there a couple more years. So I think... Well, he played all Jazz four is, years. Did he even yeah. really have that great of a career? I mean... Oh, I- absolutely. He, he, he was a really good center at Kansas. And I think what the Jazz were thinking was, okay, this guy's a little more mature. We need a backup for Rudy. Let's just let's draft him right there. I mean, everyone knows that they needed a backup for for Gobert. Um, he can protect the middle. He is a little bit slower, but you know, again, I say hindsight's twenty twenty. Who the hell knew Desmond Bain was going to turn out the way he has? Sure, uh, people thought he would okay. be decent, but no. Okay, here, okay. Let, drafting is hard. If you want to talk hold about on. drafting, we can talk about the Orlando Magic. Okay. No, hold on, hold on. We got <laughs> we got to stick on this. I don't want to go too far track because like. Here's the thing is like, because when they made that pick too, they was the 27th pick. So at that point, you're probably picking best available. Typically is the way you hear it goes, right? Mm-hmm. So like, was Udoka really best available out of all of all those players there? I mean, I've heard, I can't remember. There was someone else in that draft that we could have gotten. They missed. And I'm just going to look back on this. So we yep, had a draft last year. I don't even know who this is that they drafted. Santi Alderman with the 30th pick. I'm pretty sure we traded him. The the draft before 2020, we have only a second round pick. It looks like Sabian Lee. I'm sure he's drafted. Sabian Lee. Traded. Mm-hmm. He's traded. The year before that, and before the Udoka in 2019, is when we have a second round pick, and they drafted Justin Wright Foreman. 
and yeah. he's out of the league. He's gone. Um, the Jazz make a lot of trades on draft day. Like I think I think Saban Lee was somehow tied into the Elijah Mitchell because didn't they get Elijah Mitchell later on through a, like four or five trades that same night? You mean Elijah Hughes? Uh, Elijah Hughes, yeah, my bad. Yeah, oh, who the I hell? Just, um, my point uh, of this, okay. and I mean, I we can go down the whole. I could go down the whole thing, but it just made me think, like. Because we've heard a lot about, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies and how great they've drafted and how the teams, you know, they've built that team up kind of on their own. They've they've done great drafting. And I've, it made me think of the Jazz recently. It's like, man, we really haven't drafted that good. If you really think about it, I mean, we didn't I mean, technically we didn't even draft on Evan or Rudy. They they traded for him. Well, so. yeah, but I think I think that I think it was in the plan to have them with those trades. So <clears throat> uh, this is a this is going to be me as a fan of a team that doesn't notoriously draft well saying uh you have two all-stars that you've drafted essentially in rudy and donovan in the last what six or seven years right seven years um so yeah you've drafted decently um we go back to doke you look at the players after him Jaden mcdaniels malachi flynn of course desmond bain tyrell terry vernon carey jazz needed a backup big so yeah doke is probably the best one there at that spot. I mean, you go through the rest of this, a lot of these guys aren't even in the league anymore. So I think the jazz have a very talented uh, team scouts, people that go out and look uh, and learn things about these players. Now you're not going to hit every single draft. Nobody does ever, unless you're like the Spurs from like, you know, 97 to 2008 somehow. But um yeah, I, th- I think you just need to uh, cheer up there, bud, because you know there's a lot of teams in uh, worse position drafting wise than than your Utah Jazz. I think I just I think this just hit me just because I'm you know I'm starting to think of the off season now, and I'm pretty sure the Jazz don't even have a first round pick this coming draft. Um, so I don't know. It's uh it's concerning because like I said, we've kind of got our hands tied right now. If you think about it, I mean we're tied up in contracts with with uh I, I'm. How hard would it be? I, we weren't supposed to get into all this trade talk and stuff. I said, but you know, if you think about it, how hard you know are, is it going to be? Pretty hard to move a Rudy. It would be pretty hard to move a Conley contract, and you don't want to move a Clarkson, but he's probably very valuable. And you know, it's uh, yeah. Listen, I think they brought in Danny Ainge for a reason, and um, yeah, I think he'll find a way if need be. You know, worst case scenario, Utah loses this first round. I he'll find a way to make some deals. He always has. Now, does that mean that Utah will have a couple of, you know, just an amazing season? Whoa, calm down, hit the mic. Drop your mic. We'll, uh, we'll have, an, have an amazing season the year after. Probably not, but Ainge has built some decent teams in the past, right? So he'll find a way. Or on the flip side, Jazz figure it out. You don't got to worry about it. Those are your two well, options. <laughs> well, I, let's end on a little bit of a high note and on a flippy flop here. Let's completely flip it to people. Ooh, are going to be like, well, why'd you guys start talking that? Because we're talking drafts. Hey, it's the NFL draft week. And uh, mm-hmm. my team uh, that I'm a fan of in the National Football League is the New York Giants. And we have two picks. Uh, we mm-hmm. have the fifth pick and the seventh pick. Sure and do. I'm just going to throw I'm just a lot about throw, your team throw this out there well because we made a good trade to get that seventh pick so leave me alone um i'm just throwing this out there to the nfl draft gods if they're listening with that fifth pick we would like to draft and i hope i say this right i come the offensive line from nc state we need him we need him at at fifth and you know what i want for the seventh pick i'm hoping a receiver because it's it's thick on receivers this draft and if you're not taking one 
No, we don't. And that guy's name is Icky. We want Fine. the guy from Oregon to fall to seven somehow. And, uh, uh, okay, Thibodeau. Thibodeau uh, the, yeah. the knock on Thibodeau is that he doesn't care about football. And that's that. why he's but been you know falling. He's but a great player, what? though. I would love him, but I would also take the cornerback from Cincinnati if he's there as well, Gardner. So oh, I'm just throwing that the, out the there. Best, the best name in the whole draft, Sauce Gardner. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So sure. I'm just throwing that out there to the NFL gods if you're listening to a basketball podcast. There you go. Let that happen. And, and no one cares about your team. Whatever well, you, you know, a good transition on this. You want to know a good transition? Yeah. My podcast that comes out tomorrow, the Will Wonder Pod. I have. Wait, hold, on, NFL hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Stop. Oh, oh, sorry. You, you've sorry. ruined the flow. I mean, it's a great, it's a great transition. I thought we were done. All right, let's let's end this podcast like we usually do. With hey, you got any uh, plugs you got to get into there, <laughs> sir? <laughs> thought you were going to go on further. I took a drink of water. Yep. Uh, the Will Wonder Pod drops tomorrow, and like I just said, we got a, a NFL draft preview. We talk first round. We talk some sleepers, uh, and catch up slightly on what's been going on in the NFL. Uh, and I also talk NBA, obviously playoffs, uh, going a little bit deeper on some of the other series. So yeah, there you go. Will Wonder Pod. Follow right. me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod. Thank you. Mazel tov. And but Mazel tov to you and all your plugs there. Shout out also because the weather's starting to warm up. Um, so that means it's going to be wedding season soon. And a lot it of people is. don't know this, but this the assistant to the house is a he's a professional DJer of your wedding. I so sure am. If if you're if you're needing a DJ for your wedding. Hit him up because he's available probably. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to talk about it, sure. But yeah, let me know if you're interested. And there's only like a one percent fee that I take out of his out mm. of his price there. So, uh, anyways, let's bring it back around. The Jazz versus the Mavs, game six of this Thursday. We're saying the Jazz are going to win. We know the Jazz are going to win. It's out there. Ooh, chalk it up. Wow, Jazz Mavs on the same night as the NFL draft. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that just I mean, hit me. Late start, late start. So, you know, the draft will be close to over. But that draft, I tell you what, I feel like it goes 25 hours. Yeah, well, uh, we only care about the first 10 picks there, like I just said. So, everything oh, okay. after that. Oh, shout out to Devin Lloyd. Hopefully, he gets uh, not drafted by the Patriots and gets to a really good team. So, there you uh, go. Um, that's it. We're done for this week's uh, edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. Thanks for listening in. Make sure you're liking, following, subscribing to all those things where you can listen to us. We appreciate you listening. And of course, go Jazz. Bye bye.